From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. Come on in, weary traveler, hang your cloak on a peg, grab a stool, and come gather around the fire. There are stories to be told, and you are among friends. Uh, before we get started, just a, uh, a late-breaking announcement here. We have a new affiliate uh, we're welcoming to The Conspiracy Show, WQTK-FM. That's in Watertown, New York. WQTK-FM, Watertown, New York. Welcome aboard, and thank you so much, WQTK, for making us part of your uh, your broadcasting family. The uh, 26 and a half Trillion Dollar Man, President Reagan's secret agent, Ambassador Lee Wanta, is standing by, uh, along with his publicist, biographer, Lon Gibby, from Viking International. Ambassador Wanta will fill us in on what's going on behind the scenes during this crazy U.S. presidential election. I suppose this is kind of our Halloween special. And, uh, you know, we're not going to talk with Rosemary Ellen Guiley about vampires, or, but when you think of it, just, just think of this election. Uh, how many times has Donald Trump been considered, you know, dead in this election? And Hillary Clinton, likewise, but they keep rising from the grave. So it is kind of Halloween y, isn't it? We're talking about a couple of, I don't know, zombies. <laughs> they just will not die. Night of the Living Dead, the U.S. election. Um, last I spoke with Lee, he didn't think there would be an election, actually. And we'll find out if he's changed his mind. And incidentally, uh, both Lee Wanta and Lon Gibby will be with us for the full two hours. Uh, what's in the box is coming up in a few moments, our, our new segment with remote viewer Albert. Uh, first, let me introduce the band. Uh, on the Gibson, Gibson Flying V guitar, uh, Ian Robertson, my fine rockability friend. He's uh, behind the glass, twisting the knobs and dials. And um, as part of Indie Week, his band, Ruthless Ones, Ruthless Ones, will be playing at the uh, the Bovine here in Toronto. That's at Queen and Bathurst on Wednesday, November the 16th. And they're all over the web. Just look at, just Google Ruthless Ones. And why not get out there for $6, have a great evening, and, you know, meet part of the uh, the conspiracy show. Go on up and say hi to Ian Robertson. Again, that's uh, the Bovine Club at Queen and Bathurst here in Toronto, Wednesday, November the 16th. $6 at the door. How's that for a cheap night out? All right. Uh, and, they, and incidentally, uh, Ruthless Ones, they place, they, they call it delinquent rock and roll. I love it. Uh, in here, in studio with me, on this side of the glass, on the Rickenbacker bass guitar, and occasionally the theremin, Albert Vinzel. Albert is here running our HOA, our Hangout on Air. And if you'd like to stream this radio transmission live on YouTube, just go to my Twitter feed, at Richard Serrett, S-Y, because I love you, R-E-T-T, at Richard Serrett. Go to the top or near the top of the feed, and find the tweet containing the HOA link. Big capital letters, HOA. Click on that and you get moving pictures, as they say. Uh, all right, Albert is our resident remote viewer, able to transcend time and space. Now, he didn't study with Ingo Swan uh, or Russell Targ at the uh, Stanford Research Institute, but I think he found a reputable remote viewing program advertised on the back of a matchbook. I'm kidding, Albert. Uh, Albert? What's in the box? Turn that camera around so people can see our expensive humidor. 
uh, our Halloween-themed uh, humidor. And uh, what do you have for us? What do you think is in the box? Let me just get your mic on here. Here we go. Albert? It, it's, it seems like the obvious guess, but I guess Halloween treat, like something sweet, a piece of chocolate. <laughs> Let's see, see, the Did thing you is go it, through your protocols, Albert? <laughs> no. But the thing is, even when oh. you make the wild guess, if you stay for, with it long enough, it will yield the right answer. It's a, it's a matter of just getting in that zone. All right. Well, um, we'll find out whether you're in the zone. We're going to do something a little different tonight. And we will get to uh, Lee Wanta here in, in a few moments and uh, some other special guests. But let me just, uh, for people listening, uh, or if you're, if you're watching us on the, uh, the HOA, if you'd like, like to try and engage your remote viewing skills and determine what is in that box, we'll do the reveal after the bottom of the hour. And what you can do is hashtag, use the hashtag, what's in the box, and send me a tweet with your guess. And whoever is the closest. We've got a little special treat for you. You'll have to be in the Toronto area to pick this up, but this is a, uh, we've put together a Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> grab bag here. What I've done is I've gone into my vast library and I've included, uh, I think there's three books in here. Some of them are of a Halloween theme and dealing with the paranormal and there's some, some uh, juicy conspiracy stuff in there as well. So that is up for grabs. What's in the box? The hashtag, what's in the box? And you've got now until the bottom of the hour, basically, uh, to, uh, to, to send me a tweet and who can ever come closest. All right, that's what's in the box. And Albert, you'll find out as well uh, whether you're uh, correct or not. All right. Um, now, before we reveal... Oh, okay, so we've done that. Um, before we get to Ambassador Wanta... Thank you. Um, I'm just hearing some instructions in my headset from uh, Ian. Before we get to Ambassador Wanta, I received an email from a woman named Annie Birdsong. And uh, Annie claims to have uh, exceptional hearing in the 10th percentile. Uh, and because of that, uh, she was able to detect something unusual. Remember the Access Hollywood tape that came out several weeks ago? where Donald J. Trump forgot he was wearing a wireless mic and he was on this uh, van or bus being uh, transported to a location along with uh, Billy Bush, the host. And, of course, we all, we're all all familiar with, uh, with what happened next. Trump engaged in some very crude and inappropriate locker room talk, to say the least. Um, so anyway, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. The Access Hollywood tape it itself is old news, and we should really be focused, obviously, on the WikiLeaks and the email scandal. Uh, but I found Annie's email and theory uh, as to what's going on with that tape rather interesting, and I'll give her a few minutes. I'm not going to play the Access Hollywood tape. Quite frankly, I didn't have time to edit, edit out all the profanity. It's mostly profanity. Uh, so anyway, before we get to... Uh, Ambassador Lee Wanta and Lon Gibby. Let me just bring Annie Birdsong on here for a few moments. Annie, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? Well, hello, Richard. I'm so happy to be on here with you. All right. My pleasure, Annie, and thank you for sending your email. Now, uh, first of all, uh, are you able to divulge your location? Where are you? I'm in Alabama. You're in Alabama. All right. We have a wonderful uh, accent. Thank you for joining us. So, you you watched the Access Hollywood tape and you listened to it and you say you have exceptional hearing and uh, this has been verified by your uh, ears uh, your ear nose and throat uh, doctor is that correct? Yes, he said it's the most exceptional hearing he'd ever tested. I was in the upper tenth percentile. 
All right. So he called when, it super hearing, but it's not Superman hearing, but he called it super hearing. So okay. it was super. All right. Now, when you watch the Access Hollywood uh, tape and you listen to it, because it's primarily audio, we, we don't see Trump uh, until he exits the van, but we hear him. What jumped out at you as unusual during that uh, rather crude, to say the least, uh, locker room talk, as he described it? It's two things. The dead giveaway, which was so obvious, was the fact that the video was missing. So anybody could have been talking. That was the dead giveaway. Secondly, I ran it through a 17-band equalizer, and the background noise in some of the places where I believe to be splices of a Donald Trump impersonator, a highly professional, highly paid man who could fool even me. Those sound like the sound quality of the background noise. It sounds like second generation. It's not quite up to par with the rest of the tape. Very, very subtle differences in tone and sound quality. All right. Uh, now, as to the fact that we, we only have audio, well, I mean, he often, we, you know, we only have audio. Sometimes we have leaked telephone conversations. Uh, in this case, obviously, he was not on camera because he was being transported, but he was wearing a wireless mic. Now, was there something that you heard before you put it through the 17-band the equalizer that, that you detected? And is that why you decided to run it through that technology? I ran it through because I did not see Donald Trump move his mouth to say those words. Okay. Now, but even those sections of the tape where you do hear background noise and it sounds legit, uh, I mean, even then he's saying some horribly crude things. So I didn't see him say it. Anybody no. could have said those things. Well, that's true, but he didn't deny it, though, either. I mean, he, he apologized for it. What he... <laughs> What he did not deny is that a conversation took place there. Right. I don't think he went over every single word with a fine-tooth comb. I really believe he needs to listen to this tape again and have it analyzed by his people. All right. Now, um, again, I, I didn't want to play it because there's so much profanity, and I didn't have time to you know, go in and take the profanity out. Have you uh, posted the portions of this audio recording that you think are suspicious? Uh, have you posted them online, or is there anywhere we can hear them? Get your first generation. If I posted it, second generation. You probably have better equipment than I do. Mm, okay. All right. Now, what what uh, what portions of the tape have you identified that you think who's ever behind this is utilizing a Donald Trump impersonator? Well, there's one section where he, there's one section where a man talking on the tape or a person talking on the tape that sounds like Donald Trump says, well, you just grab the woman by a certain part of the anatomy. Right. Okay, we're familiar with that. So you've, you've detected that there's no background noise that matches the other background noise there. So you suspect that may have been inserted, spliced into that conversation. Sounds like they looped the second generation of the background noise, but it's just not exactly a complete exact match with the background noise on the rest of the tape. 
They looped a picture of a van, too, and they looped the background noise to make it sound like it was the same background noise. They wait until nobody's saying anything, and they cut that part out when nobody's talking, and then they take that and loop it, and then they talk over it when Interesting. they do these tapes. Okay, and is there another section of the tape? You've identified one clip where he says you grab her by the blankety-blank. Is there another portion of the tape that you found the background noise doesn't match? Yes, something about um, if you're a star, they will let you. If they let you do anything, right. I, I remember that yeah. passage as well. Okay. All and right. There's well, there's a lot of other tapes on YouTube, too, that I think need to be analyzed. And there's a radio station in Birmingham that does this every day and puts together tapes of people having interviews with with politicians that never interviewed anybody. Well, Annie, you, you raise a good point. In this age of Adobe Audition and, and um, uh, I mean, you can do anything with video. You can make people see what's not there. You can do some remarkable things with audio tape. We have to be very careful. That's true. Uh, Annie, thank you so much for bringing this to our attention, and I'm going to go hop back and have a second uh, listen to that. I contacted WikiLeaks, too. You did? I All right. Sure did. Okay, Annie Birdsong, thank you again. Thank you so much. Annie Birdsong checking in from Alabama with uh, exceptional hearing and believes that uh, the Access Hollywood audio tape has been doctored and utilized an impersonator. Found some suspicious things going on with the background noise. All right, I'll let you go back and listen and judge for yourself. Ambassador Lee Wanta, the $26.5 trillion man, and publicist editor Lon Gibby are next right here on The Conspiracy Show. You want the truth? You can handle the truth. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. So much, uh, obviously, happening in the U.S. election, it's hard to keep track. Of course, the latest is FBI Director James Comey announcing last uh, late this week that he was reopening the investigation into Hillary's emails. The big question, or there are several, is this a distraction from the seemingly endless parade of documents from WikiLeaks? Is it a distraction uh, for, uh, uh, from claims of... Massive voter fraud going on in the U.S. Was James Comey pressured due to what other uh, pressure due to a mutiny uh, inside the FBI? This just came out in the Daily Mail, incidentally, in London, that uh, there's a stack of resignation letters on his desk from very furious FBI agents and, and his wife as well, apparently. Uh, very upset with her husband. What other October, or should I say November, surprises will we see? Here, to discuss all that and more, is, uh, first of all, let's welcome Lon Gibby, publisher of Viking International, editor of Wanta, Black Swan, White Hat. Welcome, Lon. How are you? Great, Richard. Great to be with you. My pleasure. Thank you. Ambassador Lee Wanta, appointed by President Ronald Reagan as a special agent agent to engineer the takedown of the former Soviet Union in the 1980s through a series of complex currency swaps and other financial transactions. His financial dealings not only caused the collapse of the Russian ruble and the demise of the Soviet Union, he also netted a vast fortune worth an estimated $26.5 trillion. The taxes on that were to be paid to the U.S. Treasury and used to pay down the U.S. debt and pay for massive job-creating infrastructure projects. However... A cabal of nefarious individuals in and out of politics have conspired to prevent Lee from getting at that money. And he is, of course, the author of Wanta, Black Swan, White Hat. Ambassador Wanta, welcome back to The Conspiracy Show. How are you, sir? 
And good evening to you, but keep in mind, I'm a secret agent, not a special agent. All right, thank you for that. Because that's a heck of a change, because under the Totem Doctrine, see, if I was a special agent, they would pay me. And ah. I have four letters from the White House Office of Special Counsel that I have never been a federal agent. Thank All right. God for that. Thank you for the clarification. Secret agent. We'll be very clear about that from here on in. Thank you. All right. Uh, first, let me get your take on uh, FBI James Comey's decision to reopen the investigation into Hillary Clinton's emails. You thought that would happen, didn't you? Absolutely. But he's a great man. He is an honest cop. But he was threatened, just like El Gore was threatened. And what can he do? But now he stood up and says, not so fast. I think he's a great guy. You've had dealings with him? Jim Comey testified to Judge Lee in front of court that I was a secret agent of the Totem Doctrine. He was assistant uh, attorney general at that time for John Ascroft, who suddenly went into the hospital so he wouldn't have to testify. And he had John, uh, Jim Comey testify in lieu of John Ascroft, which was in my favor because he testified I was a secret agent with President Reagan. Uh, because uh, George Tanat, the director of the CIA, he wanted to be a, a CIA agent so he could keep all the money, which was fraud on the court by them. All right. There are several theories, Ambassador Wanda, as to why the FBI would break with protocol and do this so close to an election. It's unprecedented. Some might say uh, inappropriate. You can weigh in on that as well. But one theory, and I mentioned this earlier, is that Comey feels guilty about the lack of a proper investigation back in July, and he, and he wanted to right a wrong. And then we have the Daily Mail today reporting that Comey was facing a mutiny by a multitude of senior FBI agents. There was a pile of resignation letters on his desk. And these agents were furious with Comey because, uh, well, because he didn't recommend an indictment again back in July. Another theory is Comey is in the pocket of the Clintons. They have something on him. Let's face it, they have something on everyone in Washington. And he's being used again, and this time, this whole uh, opening of the investigation is is a distraction. Uh, there's nothing new here in the emails. There's, this is a distraction from the, the constant drip, drip, drip from WikiLeaks, and it's also perhaps to distract from massive voter fraud going on. What are your thoughts on these two possible explanations? Well, let's go one at a time. First of all, Comey is not a prosecutor. He used to be the dep- deputy attorney general. Then he was a prosecutor. Now he's the FBI director. FBI directors do not prosecute. They recommend Loretta Lynch already told him, drop dead, you're not doing nothing. Loretta Lynch is a political appointee from Obama. Now, where could they go? Comey is correct. Comey knew they were guilty, or they should have been charged, and he knew that upstairs would not help him in any shape or form. He was threatened as well, and he didn't want to die for the country, because by being alive like me, you can tell the truth and let the people understand the whole truth, nothing but the truth, to help you God. And Comey's an honorable person. And he said, the FBI is going to back me, and I'm standing up. And he's a hell of a tall guy. Are you, are you hearing uh, anything from senior FBI agents about uh, their being upset with him, that he's being pressured because they're threatening resignation? Is there a mutiny going on inside the FBI? There's not a mutiny. The FBI, you remember Frank B. Ingram of the FBI. Remember that? SA-32NV? Those senior agents want justice to be served. You cannot buy yourself out of here by political allocations or appointments or just threats. This is not the way to run our country. We're destroyed enough. This is one of the few times the FBI says, not so fast. All right. The agents are upset, and you can't blame them. They took an oath of office like we all do. 
Right. But you just can't say, well, we're set aside allocations or special privileges or this or that. We're going to close their eyes. They don't have that right to close their eyes. They're investigators. They're cops. They're police. They're law enforcement. What you are can't you... pick and choose who you're going to give a ticket to. Ambassador Lee Wanta is with us. The book is Wanta, Black Swan, White Hat. Lon Gibby also joins us from Viking International. Uh, Ambassador, what are you hearing, uh, if anything, about what may be the substance behind this reopening of the investigation? Is it, uh, is it one particular email? Is it uh, evidence... Uh, that classified information was sent between uh, Hillary to to uh, Uma Abedin. What are you hearing? Well, first of all, they're very close, those two. I extremely close. And number two, you guys forget about Benghazi, which is not a consulate. It was not an embassy. Uh, Ambassador Stevens was murdered by homicide because he refused to do that arms deal with Turkey. They sacrificed him. And you will recall in Mogadishu, under the fact that I went to Mogadishu, we were going to have a naval supply depot there, full-time, 24-7 at our expense, and we're having the airport over there divided to the U.S. Air Force, and I was made ambassador for that sole purpose to rebuild Somalia, which just was released from the Italians, and certain public officials went did a financial coup d'etat and got rid of the Council of Elders and stole the government from the people of Somalia. All right, they have just, all the right in the world to complain let me just, that there was a financial coup just like Ukraine to change the management of the country. Let me just back Who up to Benghazi. We, we are to do those things. Let me just back up to uh, to, to, to Benghazi. Uh, you're saying that uh, Ambassador Stevens uh, was targeted because he refused to run weapons out of Benghazi into Turkey. Is that, is that what no, you're saying? No, the Turkey ambassador met with him in uh, Benghazi, and he refused to do what Hillary and everybody wanted to do. And that's why they gunned him down. He's an American ambassador. That's pretty high up to have him murdered and slaughtered and, and other physical changes. That's not fair. Well, <laughs> that's say the least. It's not fair. Uh, well, but Benghazi right. was part of the Libya problems. And that was all by political crap. So, There's never been an embassy in, in Benghazi. They talked about it. It was never a, consult, a consulate. They talked about it. Hillary never approved it. He didn't approve it. He went there as a loyal American to save lives. So are, his. are you saying that the the reopening of the investigation and uh, whatever they're found, whatever they found uh, during their investigation of Anthony Weiner? Uh, uh, um, Uma's estranged husband, that is connected to the Benghazi fiasco? Everything is involved with Benghazi because our military was told to stand down, and if we would have had the Mogadishu uh, Naval Supply Depot and the air base there, we would have been there in minutes, and I swear that there would have been a destroyer or a cruiser or maybe a battleship in the water because we were going to Mogadishu to protect the Israeli and the Middle East from war. Because the military-industrial complex and certain politicians make money from wars as well as the banks. The people like you and I, common people, we get no enjoyment of people being murdered and beheaded. All right. So, so what is what do you expect to happen in in the next few days? Is this going to come out before the election? Is there going to be an what indictment? Ah. How can you have elections? First of all, Senator Bernie Sanders, who is running his presidency in the Democratic DNC clearly said that it was a staged, rigged election by the DNC, and he was being swindled. 
Now, that would immediately have the FBI come under the RICO statutes for corrupt organizations, which could be the RNC and the DNC. Under RICO statutes and H.R. 20, the Hatch Act reform, you cannot use employees in political situations that are federal employees getting paid by the federal government, which is all the people. All right. I do want to come around to uh, your your belief that the elections will it's not, not take... It's not my belief. It's okay. a fact. It's Fair. a rule of law. It's not right. a belief. Okay. But I, I just want to, I, I do want to come back to that, uh, Ambassador Wanda, but I just want to uh, focus on what do you think is, or what do you know is going to transpire in the next few days? Is the is the investigation uh, that's been reopened, are we going to see anything come in the next few days? Uh, are, the, are, are we going to see an indictment? Are we going to see what, what's going to happen? There's nobody knows that. But you can't have any national elections because Senator Bernie Sanders said the elections were rigged. And now you've got uh, uh, Trump saying he knows it's being rigged. My argument is all these people are bragging they want to run for office. But nobody's telling the people that we would have had 2 million jobs back in 1994 under the Clinton Gore and everybody with the high-speed rail, and we would have tax, no taxpayer funds. That's 2 million jobs, and they were going to bring employment. We had employment shortages since 1994. 1994, yes, <laughs> when we talked to Reuben and Gore and Clinton that we were going to build a high-speed rail free of charge. That's 2 million immediate jobs. Immediate jobs. Right. But, but back to the uh, the voter fraud, and, and Lon Gibby is with us as well from Viking International. Oh, welcome, John, Lon. Uh, uh, Wanta, I, I Black Swan, wait. White Hat, uh, Lee, Ambassador Lee Wanta, Lon Gibby with us for the full two hours. Uh, the the uh, the Bernie Sanders uh, statement that it's been rigged. Now, some will say, well, the DNC, yes, it's dirty, but they used superdelegates, and while it's an, it's unsavory and uh, you know not terribly democratic, it does fall within the rules of the DNC. No, it doesn't. It you doesn't. cannot okay. make up rules to break the RICO statutes and the HR 20 Hatch Act. All right, explain. Act and the amendments of 1993. I don't care what party you're in. I don't care if you're a senator or a congressperson or a clerk in Congress. You cannot change the laws, nor can the political parties change the laws and become a corrupt organization and violate the regal statute. Okay, just explain it to me, though, uh, Ambassador. I'm not challenging you. I'm just asking. Now, no, how I just do... want you to know. All right. Just how does this... they say that's it, that means nothing. But haven't superdelegates been used by the DNC? It from... doesn't matter. It doesn't... You're rigging the elections, and Bernie Sanders, a senator, testified and told the people that the elections were rigged, which means the DNC and the RNC is involved in corrupt organizations, which is against the federal law. Okay, but Don't does... write a law if you're not going to support it. All right, but wouldn't a federal prosecutor have to to start that uh, in, in action in order to suspend no, the election? No, because Senator Sanders brought it to the table. Okay. That's up now to the Attorney General Loretta Lynch to do that. Loretta Lynch is not likely to suspend elections, though, is she? Well, she doesn't. She doesn't. She enforces the law. She doesn't right. modify the law. Okay. So, but how, just to ex- help me you know, uh, uh, understand. Let me mention one thing. Yes, Lon uh, Gibby. Yes. You know, t- title 18, um, there's many sections in there that deal with uh, the conduct of politicians and how they're supposed to operate when in office. And under title 18, there's at least six of those titles that deal directly with some of the issues that uh, have come out uh, recently on, on Hillary that a lot of people have known about for long, many years. But one of the most uh, simple ones, it's real clear, is if you want to go to federal law, Title 18, Section 2071, 
uh, it's in this this deals with uh, this basically uh, says this. I'm going to read it. Okay, so let, Lon, I, I, I'm go, I'm up okay. against a break here, Lon. So just hold on okay. to that. We will get to that yeah. particular statute, Title 18. When we come back, Lon Gibby from Viking International, biographer, editor, and Ambassador Lee Wanta. President Reagan's secret agent and uh, the author of Wanta, Black Swan, White Hat, back with more of The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away. Corporations, governments, and sometimes entire civilizations. What goes up must come down. And it lands on The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. All right, uh, welcome back. Before we get back to Ambassador Wanta, let me just throw it over to uh, Elbert, uh, who is monitoring the uh, Twitter feed, and uh, we're going to wrap up this What's in the Box segment. Elbert, any, anyone close? Oh, well, do I don't know what's in the box either, but we've got a bunch of people tweeting in. Uh, Aaron G. says a plastic fork. Catherine Ray says cigars. Um, Lala Lee says a little owl. Uh, another person for cigars. All out of love says a hand, and and a still more hand. coming in. <laughs> a human hand. All right, uh, you know what? Um, nobody's even close. Why don't you just turn the webcam around very quickly and uh, let us reveal what is in the box? It's a very simple item. Very. Uh, here we go. Can you open that, Albert? Man, you got to hit the gym. It's just a lid on a, a humidor. <laughs> a hand. It is a mitten. All right, what do you think? Is that close enough, Ian? A hand? All right, it's a, it's a red mitten. Winter is coming. All right, oh, why don't we connect with her, and hopefully she's in the Toronto area, and uh, she'll have our uh, our little Halloween grab bag here full of, uh, of uh, books. All right, congratulations uh, to her. Please connect with her on, uh, on uh, Twitter. Albert? Okay. All right, back to Ambassador Lee Wanta, Lon Gibby. Uh, before the break, Lon, you were going to explain Title 18 and how this re- uh, refers to um, uh, voter fraud and uh, uh, Senator Bernie Sanders, Sanders claiming uh, or insisting, of course, that there was some some voter fraud involved with uh, the use of superdelegates and so forth. All right, so, okay. so go ahead with that, Lon. Uh, okay, Richard, th- this refers to... Uh, Section this Title 18, Section 2071, which refers to uh, a person uh, that's a that's a, a political that's in office. Um, it, it reads this way. I want you to hear this. Whoever having custody of any such record, proceeding map, book, document, paper, or other thing willfully that willfully and unlawfully conceals, removes, mutilates, obliterates, falsifies, or destroys the same. She'll be fined under this title or in prison, not more than three years or both, and she'll forfeit his office and be disqualified from holding any office under the United States. This is a federal law. Okay, and so under, and so basically, if, if you've mutilated or destroyed or concealed, then everybody knows now it's pretty well known that, uh, that's exactly what took place that you are not eligible to be able to run for office. It's a federal law. And so today I was really happy um, that Fox News finally picked up on it. We've been putting this out. I know Lee's been putting it on Twitter for over a year now, uh, or at least getting the information out. It's also mentioned in the, in the book, uh, the biography. But Fox, uh, you know, one of the mainstream news organizations picked up on it. Uh, Brett, uh, 
Bear did and talked about it, and it's finally starting, people are finally asking the question, well, why wasn't this brought up earlier? You know, it needed to, I mean, it's clear that you can't, under this federal law, that if you've removed or concealed or obliterated or destroyed, you know, government property, emails, documents that are part of the government, that you cannot run for office. So that's it. I mean, that, it, and that's before we even get into all the other issues that Lee, of course, brought up. Right. With, so that has nothing know. to do with, with Bernie Sanders and the superdelegates. No, You're talking about... Right. Okay. This is really this is really important. It's at the very top of the list right now, as far as you know. It's it's one of the one of the most important uh, you know things that's come out at this point uh, in the election is this finally has come out. So she's not even qualified to run under this. So she's disqualified because, and that is why James Comey reopened it now because this. This investigation is going to demonstrate clearly that government documents were were destroyed, uh, and thus she is no longer qualified to run. That's that's correct. Yeah, I mean, and that's and, and so and so a number of people today on the news, Fox brought it up. Uh, they were questioning whether this you know this should be a disqualifying situation. Well, yeah, I mean, add that to the list. Others have said, well, listen, she, she has disqualified herself from being briefed now, briefed in intelligence matters. That would disqualify her from being president. You can't have a president who doesn't have security clearance to be briefed on intelligence matters. That would disqualify her. Um, yeah. So, but that's just the tip of the iceberg, as you know, and, and Lee, you know, um, has brought up a, a number of other issues that right. you know, are serious. And, of course, we know about... Uh, Lee's tie with Vince Foster and what happened to uh, right to the money that was given him. So that's just all additional inf- you know stuff that will come out that's, later. But this that's is very the main useful. reason why the election can't take place. All right, we'll uh, take a time out. Ambassador Lee Wanta says there will be no election on November the eighth. Lon Gibby from Viking International, uh, Lee's biographer editor, stays with us as well. Back with more of the Conspiracy Show. Don't go away. This is no place for the naive or the faint-hearted. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back. Wanta, black swan, white hat. Ambassador Lee Wanta with us for the duration, along with Lon Gibby, editor, publisher, Viking International. We are talking about what else? Uh, the United States presidential election and uh, why it won't happen. Ambassador Wanta, let me ask you this, and Lon, you can jump in as well. Um, let's assume then that Hillary would be told to step down. In fact, there was an article or an, uh, uh, an editorial in the Chicago Tribune, a very you know important newspaper in the United States. Chicago Tribune and the columnist said that Hillary must stand down. Couldn't they simply have then her vice presidential candidate, Tim Kaine, stand in for the election? Absolutely not, because the people had voted in the primaries for Hillary Clinton. Okay, so there's no mechanism that Might would allow... Might Santa Claus or some whatever. So there's no, there's no, there's no mechanism there's that no would... There's no way to do that. There isn't. Okay. They're talking about bringing somebody to replace Trump. 
the people make the decisions, not politicians. Right. And you don't make, the parties do not make rules who should run and who should not run. The people are in charge. Well, if, if she were disqualified and, and Kane couldn't run instead, why couldn't Trump just run against Jill Stein and, and uh, the, the libertarian candidate? That's not what the people expect. People have the right to govern their government their way, not the political way. A lot of these politicians were not even le- legally elected. All right. So if the election then is suspended, uh, who makes that call and then what happens after that? I would trust that the Supreme Court would jump in, but the highest court of the land is the U.S. District Court of the District of Columbia, not the Supreme Court. That's not the highest court of the land. That's a pl- political entity that served the president and the White House. So you go revert back to the way back when the, the U.S. District Court of the District of Columbia could make a ruling. That could take four or five months. In the meantime, you get a white a white paper commission like they used to do way back when, and the people are, are, are highly respected would form like they did in the Philippines, the good gov, 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 government commission in the Philippines. Remember when Marcos left, you know? Right, right. They got through with it. Same thing when New York went into... Uh, to bank, to bank, to bank, bankruptcy probably 30, 40, 50 years ago, they created a commission to settle up all the bills in New York so they could be uh, a, a sovereign state again. So you're saying that, that the election would be suspended for, for... You can't suspend. It's not an illegal election. Under the RICO statutes, you still have to investigate for a corrupt organization so that either party can't vote on nothing. Because Sanders, who was a sitting senator of the United States Senate, already had told the world that the elections are rigged. You must have a full-scale investigation under RICO statute, Chapter 95 or 96. I forgot which one. You may remember. 95 or 96 on Section, I think, 1161. The people have the right to govern, not the politicians do not govern the people. I don't want to put you over the edge here again, Ambassador, but I just want to make sure I have the language right here. Are you saying that it will or will not be suspended? or what? what is here, the... let, let, me, let me follow up. I'm not going over the edge, I guess. <laughs> too old to go over the edge. Under the RICO statutes, R-I-C-O statutes. Yes. Title 18, U.S. Code, Chapter 96, Section 1961. Both parties and all the parties would have to be dissolved. First of all, they've got to be investigated for corrupt organizations. They're picking and choosing what rights of the people have. They have no right. And that's followed up by H.R. 20 of the Hatch Act, H-A-T-C-H Act Reform, okay. of the Amendments of 1993, which was in the 103rd Congress in 1993-1994 for, like, political hanky-panky. You can't do those things. Loretta Lynch has an obligation, as well as the acting president, Barack Obama, and I say acting because for a number of very truthful reasons. And here's another guy. He's talking about jobs. He would have had two million jobs. He knows about the high-speed rail. It cost him nothing. It cost the taxpayers nothing. And they brag about we're going to bring more jobs. He didn't do the two million jobs since 1994 free of charge. Okay, so back, so to, the, back to the RICO. Nonsense. Back to RICO. Yes. All right, so what then happens uh, on November the 8th? Who makes a statement? How does nothing this... happens. Nothing there happens. are no elections. You can't have elections right. with corrupt organizations, as Bernie Sanders pointed out. So He's how does this... Senator, you can't ignore him. How does this happen, then? Does the president come on uh, TV and make an announcement? How does what it happen? President? Okay. Lon, can you help me out here? <laughs> what happens? Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, what you're hearing is, uh, you know, again, from Lee's perspective, 
perspective of where he's at when he says what president. I understand. There's a reason why, why he says that. Okay? I understand. Because we're operating, you know, a lot of people believe and understand if you do some research on it, we're operating as a corporation, not as a uh, constitutional republic. I understand. I'm using so, shorthand so, so, here. So, so, so when, Lee, when Lee says what president, that's what he's trying to say. I understand. Uh, or, okay. okay. But I'm using shorthand yeah. here. So who makes a statement? How do we find out there is no election? Well, that's a really good question. And I, I would I don't think, gentlemen, the Provost Marshal of the United States Army and the Joint Chiefs of Staff, they have a, a constitutional authority to do that. You don't need a politician to say we're being raped and plundered. Okay. The Provost Marshal, uh, General Mark Inch, and the Department of Defense, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, are big boys. They know the law, the constitutional law. It's been around since the Civil Law, the Civil uh the, the war we had back in the Civil War, right? Right. Okay. So uh, they have the authority. Nobody has to give them special authority. Okay. Would there then be, uh, would the acting president? I'll use that term. Would the acting president then? Uh, there won't be an acting president. Okay. We already got rid of one. So, will who will then be in charge? The provost marshal would have to be under the constitutional law and the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Would they have would to declare to save our country? from corruption, political corruption, and the establishment, the cabal, the military-industrial complex, and all the other crap that goes along with corruption. Would there then be martial law? You don't need martial law. We have a military. Well, we're fighting ourselves? That's ridiculous. Well, don't you anticipate that there would be tremendous civil unrest when the election doesn't take place? People would be happy to find out that we're taking our country back from the, from the characters and the state agent provocateurs. They're not going to go to martial law. They don't win for martial law. Politicians only win for martial law because they can do whatever they want to control the masses. But the masses are the electors. But you can appreciate politicians. Okay, but you can appreciate. Uh, Richard, I, I think I think the, I think the, the public will be willing to postpone the election. Let's just say you know we're not canceling the election, but it can be postponed due to the things that are being revealed. Right Irregularities. Right. Well, uh, and we can talk more about that because surely there, you know, certainly there are tremendous irregularities. Never mind Bernie Sanders. I mean, and we can talk about. I mean, we'll, yeah, we'll, but he's the tempest right. in the pot. I understand. He bought it to the public's eye. Okay, but let me just bring it back to my my concern about the potential for civil unrest. And I understand what you're saying that people will be relieved, perhaps a, a certain portion. But you know that there are. You mentioned agent provocateurs. They will use certain groups to say, "Listen." Right, and they'll be arrested because they're getting paid. For insurrection, that's a criminal offense. You have the military arrest of state agent provocateurs and the puppet masters and all these other characters that are trying to destroy our country. This is the only time we have left. Well, this is what I'm what I'm wondering about the, the, the potential for tremendous civil unrest. Whether these you know these groups that are that'll be manipulated and and provoked. Uh, you know, we have. Let's face it. We have many communities in the United States that are on tinder hooks right now, and and Certainly. something like well, this—they're being raped and plundered. Right. Well, and go back to the Watergate, you know, situation. You know, it was getting pretty. I mean, this is this is way more serious than Watergate, of course. I would agree with so that. Much, I would agree. There's so much information that's been covered up. But remember that uh, you know the country didn't fall apart during that time. It was very. Uh, difficult time for the country when the president had and, and he resigned. He didn't have to be relieved of duty, and he just went ahead and resigned. Uh, it's all going to hopefully will be will happen in a peaceful 
way when it does happen. But once all this information comes out, I mean, the public's going to demand, you know, that things be done properly. I mean, and and people are, it's not like this is a new thing we're talking about. Uh, People know about about exactly the corruption and the things that are going on. Uh, A lot of the people do. Uh, It's just that it hasn't come to them through the mainstream media yet. But when it does, that could change things. All right. So then what happens is, do we push the reset button and do we start the primary process over again with new candidates? How does that, uh, how do you see that uh, playing out? Talking to me or Lonnie? Either of you, yeah. I was seeing that somewhere along the line, the provost marshal will bring people on board to be like temporary leaders to create a better world for the sake of another name and and rebuild our country. We have the capability to do it. We just have to give the people of the military a chance without a martial law and all that other political nonsense to rebuild every state's a sovereign state amongst itself. So you got 50 states that control their own environment. We, we don't need a, a huge White House to tell us how to live. We have 50 independent states. Look what they did to the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico now. They raped and plundered them just like they did in Ukraine. They have no more rights. They, they foreclosed on all that illegal debt, and the bankers own Puerto Rico. It's crazy what gets on with the world these days. It's all okay because they say so. Who is they? It's not the will of the people. Uh, is there unity uh, amongst the, the, let's call them the flag officers in the military? Are they, are they all on side? or are, are Absolutely they're on side of the American people. They took their oath of office to serve the American people. They're not going to shoot fellow Americans. That's crazy. That's what the politicians want. Let's kill everybody. And in the ISIS, who are funded by a lot of political leaders and corrupt corruption, let's behead everybody. What, 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 we don't have to shave anymore. That's crazy stuff. That should have been stopped immediately. No, but I'm wondering is... The military-industrial complex makes money by having wars as well as the banks. Right, but are, are there not divided loyalties uh, amongst the within the Pentagon, amongst the flag officers? The flag offers were served American people. All right. They're not politicians. They hate politicians because they know they're corrupt. Not all of them, but a bunch of them are. And they get away with Fortunately, murder. Unfortunately, we have some good politicians out there. I hope everybody understands that that's listening. That we're not. But they can't do anything. I don't think, I don't, I don't think Lee, Lee's saying that everybody's corrupt. And uh, it's just that the control uh, mechanism and people that have had the. the um, been at the highest level of uh, puppet mastering at the highest level have been, you know, controlling things up to this point. But, but things are changing. All right. Ambassador Lee Wanta and Lon Gibby stays uh, with us. We're coming up on um, uh, the top of the hour. And uh, for the affiliates down the line uh, who do not carry the second hour, we will say good night. But for those who do, Please stay tuned for part two of our conversation with Ambassador Lee Wanta. Again, the book, Wanta, Black Swan, White Hat, along with editor-publisher Lon Gibby of Viking International. We will continue to discuss the U.S. election or the suspension of the U.S. election and much more. StrangePlanet.ca, the website, your portal to this program. Say hello on Twitter. Please follow at Richard Serrett, S. Why? Because I love you, R-E-double-T. And as always, follow the truth.